morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 34 of the DCP podcast. I'm your host, Anthony McAvoy, joined by my two friend, my two best friends and co-hosts. I caught myself. My two best friends and co-hosts, Max Bourne, Daniel Christian. Fellas, how we feeling? Yeah, I feel good. I'm giving you a pass since you're wearing some really nice looking sunglasses. Yeah, you got some. You got some good shades on there, brother. Yeah, I don't know where I got them. I just kind of found them. Yeah, some, um, some nice, nice, nice shades there, bro. Not nah, just kidding. They were uh, Max. We appreciate the box, brother. Hell yeah, we appreciate the box because someone's getting married. I'm getting married, marriage, marriage. But yeah, so Daniel just decided not to join the club and wear the sunglasses while we were recording, and I'm only pretty sad about what it. Is the marriage sunglasses? I get yeah. marriage sunglasses. Yeah, man. You didn't open did your you open box, the box, did you? Has it come in yet? Oh, that's what we were talking about. That's, that's what the whole we were thing. talking about, man. You were well, it supposed to come in. These are in the look, look. These these things say "best man" on them. Yeah, you're oh, saying groomsman. Gosh, come I on, thought man. he knew about. I was like, he has the box. I, I thought you already had, had it. Box. Yeah, the box. I haven't got notified. I'm going to check my mail after this. What's I, in I the would, box? Yeah. Because everyone, everyone else got theirs today, so you should get yours. As okay, well, I'm gonna check the mail on our on our intermission. There you yeah, go. you're gonna have to, and then yeah, you if better you show get it, some shades. You better show up with the sh- with the shades, man. Absolutely. If not, I think we have to put you in the penalty box. This whole saying. time, I thought he just had it in his car. I thought he like, did that's too. What I was like, that's what he said. I thought, I thought, I thought he had it in the car. Wore. I was so no, confused. Some of, the, some of the shades I always wear. No, these are different. These are the better ones. So for oh, anybody listen. for anybody who's confused, we talked about this like just slightly before we started recording. And Daniel said, Oh, I've got my sunglasses in my car. I'll go grab them between the calls. Cause I mean, you know this. It, it's never one consecutive or one continuous call. We do it in multiple calls because we're cheap and we're not paying for the with the premium version of Zoom. That's too expensive. Um but um, but yeah, so Daniel said it was in his car. I'll go get it. And I, now he understands. Now, now we get it. Now he has to go check box, his mail. He's got to go check the box. You got to check your box. <laughs> Whoops. All right. So this actually, let me, all right. I gotta, I gotta recollect myself. Um, yeah. all right. So on today's episode, episode 34, we're going to go over the biggest college games from last week, preview the massive week of college football that we have this week, and then also get into picks in the second half or maybe, you know, second third of the episode, maybe third, third of the episode. Um, Max still on top two weeks in a row. Max has never done this. Um, so we'll talk about that more once we get there. But fellas, I'm actually really excited to do this because I want to see if it's as successful as it was last week. Um, last week, we weren't going to talk about Colorado at all. And Daniel said, look, I just need two minutes. So, you know, I, like the asshole that I am, grabbed my stopwatch on my phone and sh- put it in front of the screen and let him know, here's your two minutes. Um, and he was so good at it that we think that he can do this consistently. So this is a new segment called Daniel's Two Minute Drive. What I'm going to do, I'm going to put go. two minutes on the clock, put it in front of the screen, and Daniel, you can talk about whatever you want. Whatever you want. But just know, 
when the timer goes off, we're done. It's yeah, it's not Danny's two minutes and fifteen seconds drive. It's Daniel, Daniel's two minute drive. Daniel's two minute drive. So Daniel, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, two minutes on the clock. When you see it start, you know I want to um, open up talking about first Duke football. Uh, I'm very happy with the way the direction Duke football is headed. You know, obviously we had no idea what we expected in the Elko era last year. I had high hopes this year. Uh, Open up with our first top 10 win since 1989, beating Clemson. I was very thrilled about that. Riley Leonard looks great. Um, then, you know, we're 3-0. Obviously, we're expected to win uh, against Lafayette. We're expected to beat Northwestern. Very ha- happy with the way, way Riley Leonard has performed. Um, you know, looked good in that second half against Clemson. He was a solid 15 for 20 for 219 yards, n- no picks. He d- does good protecting the football. But I'm very proud about next Saturday. And you, you wonder, what's next Saturday? We're supposed to focus on UConn. Well, we're never going to beat UConn. Next Saturday, we're playing Notre Dame. And for the first time, everybody always made fun of Duke football because we couldn't sell out games like Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's a sold-out Saturday night primetime game against uh, Notre Dame, which honestly, win or lose, I am so proud that Duke that we're now a multi-dimensional sport. Now, that that's one minute. I have 55 seconds left. I've already used all my timeouts, and I'm driving straight down the field. I know we're going to co- talk about Colorado a little bit later, um, which I'm obviously you know the big Colorado fan that I am. I'm thrilled. I also want to talk about my man Andy Dalton. Going to be getting the start this Sunday. Um, I really don't know what to expect. I'm you know a little bit disappointed that um, we're 0-2 and the season is practically done and shot. But then again, I'm a Carolina Panther fan. I'm used to only celebrating football at the beginning of September. And then once you get into mid-September, beginning of October, we're done. We're doomed. So I'm excited to see what Andy Dalton has has to show. Um, but other than that, pretty much the rest of the Carolina Panthers are decimated. I now have 15 seconds. So I decided I'm going to make a big announcement for the podcast. For the first time in what feels like my whole life, I have a girlfriend. <laughs> I am finally in a healthy relationship, you know. Um, never thought it would happen. But, um, yeah. Congratulations, Daniel. <laughs> what a guy. What a damn ride. What that a guy. Was. What a guy. I covered three topics in two minutes. That's pretty impressive. That's like, quite the drive. That's 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 a good and again, no I'll, 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 I'm able to finish my sentence as the clock runs out. That's that's the impressive part. And you know what? I like that you used the timeouts before you were under a minute. That mm-hmm. takes guts. I appreciated it. Yeah. Respect. Respect. This drive isn't for everyone. It's really not. Sometimes you've got to be built different to, to drive like Daniel. Mm-hmm. Daniel's a stick shift. We're all manuals. Or no, we're all... Fuck. God. <laughs> we're it all so automatics. You I... were there. You were at the end zone and you fumbled at the oh, one-yard oh. line. I pulled a Justin Jefferson. Ooh, I got on the way to the one, and I fumbled it over the end zone. You did just what Mike Evans did against Carolina in that first game, like to per- throw, and you just bobbled it. I don't know how I'm going to recover from that one. That was I feel like the only best thing to do is to move on. <laughs> how can I move on? Just kidding, like this. Um, so we had a lot of big games in college football last week. We had some upsets. We had some almost upsets, um, and we had a team look vulnerable that I don't think anybody had really ever thought looked vulnerable. So, fellas, um, where do we want to start? Do we want to start maybe with Missouri K-State 
I think that's a fun one to talk about. I think it's a fun one to talk about. So let's let's do it then. So Missouri K-State. K-State goes into that game ranked number 15 in the country. They're traveling to Missouri. This is an old Big 12 uh, little matchup back when Missouri rightfully was in the Big 12 and not the SEC. Um, but this was a very entertaining game in the the early window. I'll say the the early window last week for games featured so many good games. Um, you had this one. You had Florida State, Boston College, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, several games that just came right down to the last couple plays and really entertaining window. But, you know, this game ended with a 61-yard field goal. Uh, to walk it off, longest field goal in SEC history, which is wild because it came from a school who shouldn't be in the SEC. Um, sorry, Missouri. No, I'm not. Um, I thought Missouri looked really, really good. And Missouri's undefeated, and I think being overlooked by a lot of people, um, especially, you know, big media people. And I, I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember if they're ranked coming into this week. I would assume they are. But... You know, Cook looked Cook, the quarterback for Missouri, looked really, really good. Um, Eli Drinkwitz came up with a really good game plan for the team. Um, Luther Burden looked fantastic, like he always does. Uh, they're not ranked. Nope. Cowards rank Missouri. Come on. No one picked Missouri. You're the only one that picked Missouri. You're right. And that was a good that pick. Was, you you saw the point. That was a great pick there, Dan. Um. No one expected the sixty-one yarder. That's that's no. our problem. You should have expected it. Mike, I've i just checked. I have got the most college football picks out of any of us. So I'd be getting slaughtered if it wasn't for college football. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, because you're thing. you're down two. But you know, if you're K State, it was a great game. Um, I thought I thought uh, I'm gonna said Will Howard. That's not right. Oh my gosh, who's their quarterback? Um, I think it is Will Howard, right? Eighteen. Oh, this is going to bother me. Anyway, um, anyway, K-State played a great game. Defensively, they looked really good. Offensively, they looked really good. Uh, Missouri just got the better of them. And, you know, it takes a kick like that to win a game. And, you know, sometimes you lose a game like that and it sucks. But ultimately, you know, K-State... Will Howard. Will Howard, yeah. K-State had their chances to score. Um, ultimately, great game. And you know what? AP voters rank Missouri, you bunch of cowards. Um, I'll open the floor to any of y'all if y'all want to say anything about this game. It was honestly a really, really good game. Um, and I think Missouri deserves to be ranked. I always felt like they were kind of on the edge. Um, and that was the big test for them. So I agree. Rank Missouri, you cowards. I think they, they definitely should be ranked. And what a, what a what a leg on that kicker. He's definitely going to get looked at now, especially having the longest ER, longest field goal made in SEC history. Um, if he can keep up his production throughout the year, he's gonna he's he's gonna be a looked at k- kicker. Um, oh yeah. And you know I think they should be ranked, but they've all, they'll, uh, the, their hardest opponent right now is K State. Their next hardest opponent is LSU. So I think they're Which is in a cautious. couple weeks, I think. Yeah, you got to face Memphis this week and then going to Vanderbilting. And then you <laughs> face LSU at home. You put some respect on Vanderbilt's name, <laughs> damn it. Vandy, baby. Vandy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think I think looking at this Missouri team, they're they're a good, good group here. I think they win their next two, but LSU is going to be a tough one for them. 
And I mean, speaking, also, speaking, go ahead. I was going to say, we don't even have to talk about this later on, but before we go, breaking news, Cowboys, Trevon Diggs, torn ACL. Ooh. Or his ACL in practice. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Just went across my phone, so. Wow. Well, rip Cowboys. It was fun while it lasted. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, for LSU, um, we're not going to talk about that game. That game was an absolute blowout from the very oh, yeah. beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU now looks like the team we expected them to against Florida State. Mm-hmm. Um, they're for Every real. Allowed to have one loss. Yeah, I mean, somebody was walking out of that game with a loss, and they're two great teams. So, so yeah. Um, all right, here's the question I'll ask you guys. Um, we have the Florida-Tennessee game, which I kind of want to save for last. Um or do we want to go ahead and get into it over FSU, Boston College, and then another game? I have one take about Florida State, and we don't have to get into it that long. Okay, so let's go ahead and yeah, do that. I, I don't so, really think we need to get into Florida State, Boston College that much. No, I just okay. have one take about FSU. Cool. That's so if, if you weren't paying attention, if you weren't watching, Florida State uh, hosted Boston College, or no, went to Boston College for uh, the red bandana game, which I will say uh, the red bandana uniforms every year for Boston College, uh, top five uniform for me in all of college football. I love that uniform. Um, the all white with the with the bandana. It's great. It's, it's top tier uniform. If you haven't seen it, look at it. Um, final score of that game, 31-29. Here's the thing I'll say. Uh, if Tommy Castellanos was on any other team, they'd be great. Um, Boston College just isn't that good of a team. Tommy Castellanos, on the other hand, very good quarterback. Um, I enjoy watching him play a ton. Um, for Boston College, I feel bad because I think they should have won that game, but their coach screwed them at least three times with how he chose to call plays. Um, if you're Florida state, it's one of those games that you have ever, every really good team has it. Um, we're going to talk about another one here in just a second. Um, every really good team has games like that. Um, but squeaking by, you know, it gets the job done. And I think nine times out of 10, that game is not that close personally. Um, for Florida state, don't let it happen again because if you let it happen again against a better opponent, you're going to lose. So with Florida State, I still think they're a great team and all this. I think they're still the best team in the ACC. They're still the overwhelming favorites. However, I think the gap between Florida State and like Duke and Carolina is shorter than we think. Potentially, yeah. I don't disagree with that. That's that's my take. I mean, you look at look at the top teams in the ACC. Minus, I I don't I don't think Clemson is not who they who they used to be. Is not not that team anymore. Not like they don't have good players on that team. But when you look at the ACC with Duke and a UNC, um, you know it it, it it seems like those those teams are becoming, like Daniel said, the closing the gap on Florida State. Now this could just have been a, a just a just a bad game overall for Florida State, like Anthony said. That stuff happens, happens with almost every team. Um, I mean, you squeaked out of this one, uh, but I also feel like Boston College has been that team that just kind of randomly shows up. Um, but I, I, you should be looking at your schedule later on against the Duke, and you have that one, you should have that one one circled so that you don't lose your ranking. 
or at least fall down. I agree. I don't, I don't, I don't think at this point you can afford a loss. Um, I think it depends on what goes on around them. Right. Um, I think if you go, I, I think that the minute that a team becomes almost a lock to not make the final, you know, college football playoff is the minute you get that second loss. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you, I, I'm fine with one loss teams being in the college football playoff because most years there's only one undefeated team, maybe two. Um, you know, last year it was it was two. It was it was uh, it was Georgia and Michigan. They were both undefeated. Um, and then you know there were four one loss teams right behind them, uh, except Bama. For some reason, we gave a Bama with with two losses, the five seed or the six. Um, but I I think depending on what goes on around them, you know, does a one loss Florida state get in over maybe a one loss Washington. What is that going to come down to? Cause you know, the, we're in a scenario where both of them could be conference champions. I think at that point, both of them get in, but then you're sitting there going, all right, well, you know, you're going to have most likely Georgia, uh, Texas could most likely be either undefeated or have one loss and be the big 10 champion or big 12 champion, uh, Georgia oh, or, uh, Michigan, Ohio state, or Penn State could all either have one loss or be undefeated in Big Ten champion. So then that's that's where you have the question is that fourth slot. So do you take a like a, a one loss Florida State whose loss was maybe to Duke, or do you take a Washington whose one loss was Oregon or um USC or USC, but they're conference champions? That's where I think then it comes into play of, you know, there's so many good teams this year that you, if you're going to lose, it needs to be a team that you, that conceivably two people voting could be like, yeah, I could see how you lost that. Yeah. You know, I think if Florida state had lost to Boston college, I think that's when you then look down and you're like, okay, well, uh, one loss Florida State team who's the AC- ACC champion, sure. But you've got Washington who had to play all these people and beat USC, but also lost to USC, but their win was in the championship game. Because because if you look at Washington's schedule, their last four games, yeah, in, in, in terms of the AP poll right now, it's number five USC, number eleven Utah, number fourteen Oregon State, and number twenty-one Washington State. It's brutal. It's brutal. Um, and if they come out of that with with one loss, yeah, kudos for them. And I think that their strength of schedule and how stacked that the Pac-12 is. I'm looking at it. You have to put in a Washington over Florida State, in my opinion. Just well, looking at strength of, of schedule. And then let me let me throw one more scenario in there. And, of course, we're playing this game way earlier than we should be. Let me throw this scenario in here. Does a one-loss Florida State team get in over an undefeated Notre Dame? I would say no, given who Notre Dame has to play. If they beat Ohio State, no. Oh, and USC. They have to play play USC. Like I'm saying, if you you lose either one of those games, I still think the resume of Notre Dame looks a little bit better than Florida State. I would agree. I would agree. Um, I think Notre Dame sitting in a really good position 
one, not only to be a really, really, really good team, but I think they're sitting in a prime position to be in a really good spot uh, for the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Um, I don't think we're going to get to both of these games in, in this call. So let's go ahead and get this one out of the way. Uh, fellas, I watched this game and this is one of the only games outside of another game that I texted into our group chat about. Um, and the only thing I said was, I don't think this team has a quarterback. And I don't think Alabama has a quarterback. Um, they just switched the engine Saturday. They just they just switched back uh, to Jalen Milrow for this week. But so we'll talk about that. Jalen Milrow going into the game against South Florida was benched after his performance against Texas. Which you know when we talked about that game last week, I don't blame Jalen Milrow for that game. Um, look, Jalen Milrow didn't play fantastic, but the loss is not on him. I don't believe. Um, this was a game against South Florida. It's, it's not a good team. Um, Tyler Buckner was the starter for Alabama and looked God awful. God awful. At halftime, he was benched for Ty Simpson, the redshirt freshman who missed his first five passes and then, you know, kind of cleaned the numbers up a little bit, got some garbage time touchdowns or touchdown. Um, if I'm Alabama fans, I'm I'm telling you right now, if you're an Alabama fan, do not have the expectation that you are going to make the college football playoff. You may not make a New Year Six Bowl because... Alabama has a serious quarterback problem. And now they're going to play Ole Miss this week, and we'll talk about this game in a little bit. They're going to play Ole Miss this week, and they're putting Jalen Milrow back in as starting quarterback. So you don't know what that's done to his confidence. And does he play any better against another top team in the country? I don't know. If I'm Alabama and I'm Alabama fans, you need to recognize now that you are as good as you can be. And it's not that great when it comes to what you expect you to be. I agree. I And a lot of the big questions are we seeing the beginning of the end for the Nick Saban Alabama dynasty? Because this would be first time, I think, in back-to-back years they're not in the college football playoffs. Yeah, it would be the first time ever that they haven't been in back-to-back playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think I, I saw a TikTok about this earlier uh, today, and I saw somebody talking about how he really does think that this is Nick's, Nick's, This is it for Nick Saban. Um, and I hadn't really recognized this until he was pointing it out. Um, and Nick Saban really hasn't bought into the NIL thing. And we talked about that with Dabo Sweeney. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that Nick Saban really hasn't bought into, well, two things that he hasn't really bought into is um, NIL and the transfer portal. So he hasn't bought into the current state of college football. 
Exactly. And this is not comparing, like, saying he's a better coach. But this is why Dion can do bring it. in Don't do it. Players. Don't you do it. I'm, I'm not Don't saying I'm do not, it. Okay, how did Dion bring in 81 new guys? Because he's Dion Sanders. Jackson State. Because he's Dion Sanders. Point, thanks. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, that, that look, the, the NIL thing helped. That but helps. let's be completely honest. If Dion wasn't Dion, there's no NIL at Colorado. I mean, people weren't flocking to play at Colorado. Um, making my point. I think I don't think I am. I think you're thinking I'm making your point, and I'm not. Because um, I know the point you're making, and I'm not doing it. Um, the other thing that the guy pointed out that I didn't realize because I hadn't seen it until I went back and did, he apologized to a reporter the other day. Nick Saban, the man who will say whatever the hell he wants to a reporter because I'm Nick Saban and I can do that. Um, apologize to a reporter. You know, I never thought about that. You said something because see, so it was always kind of the um, understanding that Coach K, for example. Mm-hmm. Never really, you know, he would always call a reporter out at their role. Right. He was so complimentary of reporters his last season. Right. Man, I miss that guy. Another, another case in point. It's how I told you I knew that Tom was done. He thanked the reporters. Yeah. After that, yeah. after getting, after losing in the playoffs uh, to Dallas, before he got up, he thanked the reporters. He thanked the media for all the work that they had done. Um, when you've been a guy who has done nothing but you, treat the media the way that you wanted to treat them and not the way that you feel like you have to treat them, um, I think that that's kind of the sign that you're on the way out, that you're kind of done. And... I don't blame Nick Saban. I still think that I still think Nick Saban is, you know, again, one of the one of, if not the best coach of all time in college. I think he is the best coach of all time in college. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I just I I worry about Alabama fans. Because here's here's the thing. And you know, once the announcement is made, obviously we'll talk about it more and who knows when that's gonna be. I think Alabama's done when he's gone. So go back to mediocrity. Yeah. I mean, because remember, remember what they were before he was there. We're seeing right now, and there's the thing, and and I'll I'll be quick, like twenty seconds. Um, will Nick Saban go the Coach K route and retire on top, or will he go the Greg Popovich route and overstay his welcome? I think he's realizing that. I think he is overstaying his welcome right now. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think he's done personally, um, and I guess it will be remain to be seen. Now, fellas, I don't like to gloat, um, but I'm going to because I love to. I know I just said I didn't. I didn't like to, but I lied. I do. Um, Tennessee, who? 
Rocky top, more like Rocky flop. Tensi sucks. Have more to say. I thought I was too, and then I stopped. Uh, no, uh, you can't do Anthony's two minute warning. Yeah, yeah. This is why I can't. This is why, why I can't. Why, why, this is why Anthony can't have Gator talk. This is why I can't have Gator talk. Um, yeah. So number eleven, Tennessee came into Florida and got chomped. Uh, and so now for twenty straight years, Tennessee cannot win in Gainesville. It's official. Um. This one more dominant than the last two have been. And that's saying something because coming into this game, the big question was, is Florida a good team? Is Florida even a mediocre team or is Florida just a bad team? Well, I'm here to tell you, we're good. We're back. I'm convinced. I'm 100% behind this team. Graham Mertz has the highest completion percentage in the entire SEC which is saying something considering that Jalen Daniels lit- or Jaden Daniels literally in the first half against Mississippi State completed his first 14 passes. Graham Mertz looks fantastic. You know, I was the first person to say that Graham Mertz was going to be the best quarterback that Florida had had in a long time. I was the first person to say it. I was really the first person to buy in. Um, and I'm glad that my belief immediately as soon as he transferred I'm glad that my belief is paid off. Mm-hmm. Graham highs Mertz, baby. Just kidding. We Max pull up and- the text receipts. <laughs> no, no, don't pull those up. Don't pull those up. Um, I, I look. I'm wearing the sunglasses here. I, I, I am the authority. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, but I, Florida dominated in every aspect of that game. They couldn't stop the running game. Tre, uh, Trevor Etienne looked fantastic, had a, close to a, a buck 50 on the ground, had a 62-yard rushing touchdown. Montrell Johnson had a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown, and the defense looked phenomenal. For the first time in years, Florida has a freaking defense. We're back. And I'm not going to lie to you. I think we're going to go into that Georgia game with one loss. We're going to beat Kentucky. I'm pretty sure Vandy's in there, and we're going to beat Vandy. That's a revenge game because we lost that last year. You think we're going to lose to Vandy twice? I don't think so. It would be funny. They're Vanderbilting, not Vanderbilt. Hold on. Weren't you the one that just said put respect on Vanderbilt? Sunglasses. Authority. Uh, no, I'm, I'm very excited. I think that was a statement game for Billy Napier. Um, I think that was a game that Florida needed Florida and Florida fans needed to, to feel like we were actually in a place where, you know, I'm confident in this team now. Um, and especially seeing how South Carolina looked against Georgia, and we're, we're not going to talk about that game, but given how South Carolina looked against Georgia, I think Florida could look pretty good. I think Florida may have a chance. Now, when we lose the Vanderbilt in you know, two weeks and I'm upset, <laughs> maybe I won't feel the same way. But Rocky flop. Go back to Tennessee and cry. Oh, and by the way, Josh Heupel, I'm just going to say this. When the game's over, don't call a timeout and they get mad that we tried to beat the shit out of your players because they hit Graham Mertz. Don't call a timeout, you sore loser. 
<laughs> you started the timer. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be able to go for another minute and fifty. <laughs> can't do it like I can, Anthony. Can't do well, it like no, I can. Hold on, you also started at the end. If I'd have started two minutes, you'd still be going on your Tennessee rant. Who? You did a two-minute drive like Russell Wilson did with Nathaniel Hackett that first game. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, except I will. I live for the Tennessee hate, so uh, I enjoyed that. Um, no, Florida looked good. They're in the top twenty-five. I think they snuck at twenty-five. Um, very happy. Yeah, why is Tennessee all, still all, ranked higher than we are? All four of our teams are in the top twenty-five. Isn't that, isn't that just fantastic? Florida. There you go. Ohio look, State, look Colorado, Duke. No, 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 no. You only claim Duke. You only get one. I I get a side piece. Okay, but we don't claim our side pieces here. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm flustered. Anyway, um, so I lost my train of thought. Um. Florida looked good. Uh, I, I wonder how they're going to do going on the road against South Carolina. That is a oh. tough game. Um, I wonder how they're going to – a trap game is a noon kickoff at Kentucky. Dub. I'm going to let Max talk I can't take Anthony serious right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's in this biased era. Anthony has never <laughs> flustered me like he just did today. I've never, been, I've never been unable to make a point or even think. I, I completely just go back. Is it the sunglasses? Is that it's what the sunglasses. It's, it's the aura. It's aura. <laughs> even, the aura. I don't know why it's aura. See, I can't even talk with Anthony looking at me. <laughs> The uh, no, Florida looked good. Uh, they definitely deserved to win that game against uh, Tennessee. Tennessee did not look all that great. Um, that call, that timeout at the end of the game by the Tennessee's head coach, Bush petty as shit. It's petty as shit. Um, that whole ending of the game was just messy, and Florida talked their shit as they rightfully should have. Um, Going into the rest of the year, I th- if they can keep up their production like this, they're going to be a threat in the SEC. Yeah. I could Gator Chomp the rest of the episode. No, you could. I apologize to my neighbors. No, I don't. Um yeah, I I, I agree. I think I think Florida's in this I think Florida's in this place where now the expectation is to keep it going. Um, and I worry about that given that, you know, Georgia is still on the you know schedule. We're not past that game yet. Um, you know, I think, you know, Vanderbilt being in the next couple of weeks, I think South Carolina is going to be a good game as much as, you know, as much as sunglasses me. Uh, decided to to think that it was a dub. I think that's going to be an interesting game. Uh, that was a game for South Carolina. I mean, that's going to be a revenge game for them. They got goose-egged last year in Gainesville. 48 nothing, 49 nothing. Um, You know, Kentucky. We've lost to Kentucky two straight years, which is something that Florida doesn't do. I mean, we went a span of, I think it was like 34 years where Florida didn't lose to Kentucky for like 34 straight years. That's a massive rivalry game in my head. And knowing that, 
I don't think Kentucky has looked all that great. I think they're vulnerable this year, and I think that this is the year we finally get back in the win column. Um, and then, yeah, I Georgia's right around the corner. The world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Bring that name back, by the way. Um, I I think that there's a legitimate chance Florida could go into that game six and one or five five or six and one, whatever they would be. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm trying not to get too excited um off of one win. But I finally feel it. And a lot of it is knowing that the defense is back. Um, that's what's really helped out. But yeah. Good for you, Billy. Proud of you, buddy. Josh Hypo, you're dead to me. Um, you ready to talk about some games this week? Let's do it. So there are six ranked on ranked matchups this week. We're gonna talk, we're gonna try to talk about seven games. Um, all six of the the ranked matchups. Um, uh, we're gonna try to talk seven. We may condense it if we need to. So let's start right at the top. Uh the only ACC or the only game that isn't, you know, two ranked opponents, even though it probably should be, but Duke changed all that. Uh Florida State at Clemson. Uh, Clemson has not looked great all year. Um, you know, even after losing week one, you know, club, I haven't been, you know, my, my thoughts on Clay, Kate Klubnik are still the same as they were. Uh, I think this Clemson defense is pretty good. Uh, I think we knew that coming into the season though. I think we knew that that defense was still going to be good offensively. I still have a lot of questions. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I don't think that. This offense is what we expected it to be, and that's why they've kind of struggled. On the other side, how does FSU respond following a game that they almost lost and probably should have lost? You know, Jordan Travis got banged up in that game. He ended up playing the rest of the game, but, you know, he he still got banged up. Is it a bad injury? Is there going to be some sort of lingering effect on that? You know, can they come together and and essentially rebound? Um, and I don't know. You know, we've got a couple of these games that are picks, but I think for the ones that aren't picks later on, I think we can just go ahead and say the winner of this game. I'm taking Florida State in this game. I think that they're the better team. I think that they have that bounce back. Um, and I think they keep their march towards the ACC championship. I think Florida State wins. It's not even close. I think they absolutely break down Clemson. I I, I could see it being like a 37-17. I, this Clemson team is worse also seeing the beginning of the end of Dabo Sweeney. I think this is last year Clemson. I think Florida State absolutely breaks, breaks Dabo and Clemson, and I think Dabo gets booed running off the field. You know Clemson's defense is, is 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 pretty good, but you're going up against a juggernaut in Florida State, and I think Florida State wins this game by I think two scores. Um, I'm gonna move. I'm gonna skip this one and get down to another one that we don't have to worry about making picks later. Uh, number twenty-two UCLA at number eleven Utah. Here we go. We're getting in. This is That's the week. Game. I think, huh? That's my game. Oh, you did pick that one. You're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, we can talk about right. it, though. We can go for it. Go for you it. You know yeah. what? Yeah, we're already here. Let's yeah, let's talk UCLA, it. Utah. Uh, look, what is it? One, two, 
Are we gonna? You want to make a pick for that game? Yeah, we can go ahead and make picks. Not, yeah. We're not making picks for that game yet. Uh, we'll do it. We'll do it later. Okay. We'll break it down. Um, I think this is an interesting game. I still don't think Cam Rising is gonna play for Utah, but they're at home, which is a big thing for them. I can't remember. I think it's Nate Johnson who's been playing a majority of quarterback for them since uh, I think the Baylor game. He's looked phenomenal. Uh, I loved what I saw from him in the Baylor game, and I, I've kind of loved what I've seen all season, even in, in the Florida game. Um, UCLA is kind of an outlier for me. I haven't heard much from them. I haven't seen much from them. They're a good um, team. But they're a really good team. I think they're starting – is it Dylan Moore? Dante Moore? Dante Moore is their quarterback. Yeah, Dante Moore is the quarterback. He wins the quarterback competition over Ethan Garber. Um, I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, I'm not going to give a pick because we're not doing that yet. Um, but I think that this will be a game where I think Utah's defense could get tested a little bit, and I think we're going to see what UCLA's defense is capable of because I'm not bought in on UCLA's defense all that much right now. But after this game, I could be made into a believer. Matt, you go first. <laughs> uh, I like this UCLA team. I know you. we haven't really heard much about them. They've been kind of quiet, but they have been having a very, very good good season and there's a lot of really good players on that team going against utah utah's a juggernaut we already know that utah is going to be going to be a team this this game to me in my opinion is going to be a shootout and i i'm really excited to watch it <laughs> i'm very excited i think you know we're starting to figure out what ucla is is we know utah's good um i think, I, think I agree with what max says it's gonna be a high scoring game and I'm excited to see about two top 25 teams. I had like re- rearranged my words because I can't make the pick obviously right now. So that's why I had to get the Mexico first. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think this is going to be a really good game. I don't think it's going to be the best game in the Pac-12. I think out of the three, I'm not even going to say it's that one. Um, I think that's going to be a very good game, but I also have high hopes for another one. Um. So, um, let's move on. I think the – okay, there's two other games that we don't have to think about picks for. Uh, Oregon State at Washington State. Um, number number 14, Oregon State. Number 21, Washington State. Oregon State, of course, uh, where DJ Uyunglele is. And then you've got a guy at quarterback at Washington State that not enough people are talking about, and that's Cam Ward. Cam Ward has looked phenomenal for really more than just this year. I think that people, a lot of people kind of wrote Washington state off to begin the year, which I don't blame them because it's, it's Washington state. Um, But they have, you know, obviously the upset win over Wisconsin at home that gave them the ranking next to their name. And this is a big, a big game for them to defend home field. Um, On the other hand, I think Oregon State's a better team here. Um, I like what I have seen out of DJ Uyongalele since he's been at Oregon State. I think that offense has looked uh, phenomenal. They have been able to put up points. I think the defense has shown that they play very, very stout 
when they're on the field and they limit points and possessions for the other team. I think Oregon State's a better team here, and that's why I'm going to go with them. Um, but what a ride for Washington State so far. And I, I don't think that they're done. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, any quarterback named Cam, you know, they're going to have uh, success. There we go. Um, so, you know, I mean, I'm not lobbying for anything, but bring Cam to New York or something. But hey, so, so sorry, back to the point. Uh, Washington State, I, I love what they're doing with their program. Um, I would give them the slight edge. Uh, but I think it's been a great game. Talk about a resurgence and getting the the credit that he deserves in DJ Uyunglele, mm-hmm. getting what he absolutely deserves because he is a good quarterback and Clemson definitely made a mistake like like him transferring and everything. Right. Like that. Uh, this game's I, I really like this game. <laughs> I, I mean, the Pac- great game. The, the Pac-12 itself is just stacked. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this 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 game is just. I think I think I, I think we're gonna see DJ like go off on this game, but I'd really love to see how Cam Ward deals with with the Oregon State defense. Um, but I, I do think I'm gonna give this a slight edge to Oregon State, but I think this game is gonna come down to a field goal. A game that I'd be shocked if it came down to a field goal because that would mean that Iowa has probably either scored 20 or a hundred. Um Iowa at Penn State. I think out of all of the games that I have mentioned, this is going to be the one that is biggest blowout potential. We, 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 we this is a pick'em game. Oh, you're right. You did. Who, who used that one? Wasn't me. I think it might have been Daniel. Hold on. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. No, it wasn't me. It was Anthony. I don't think I, I don't think I did that. Hold on. Oh, yeah, I did. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Either you know what? Either way, here we go. I don't care. Uh, yeah, this biggest blowout potential. We won't give mm-hmm. a pick here, but yeah, it's biggest blowout potential. I mean, look, Iowa either gives you seventeen or they give you forty. Um, and as we know, Brian Ferentz is on his way to three. I think it's three hundred three twenty-five. Um, and man, he was off course until he scored forty last week. Um. <laughs> And, you know, said what he said to the reporters, which was kind of funny, honestly, if you've seen it. If you haven't, go look it up. Um, On the other side, dude, Penn State's vying for a national championship. I mean, they're that good. Drew Aller is amazing. Uh, The running game at Penn State is great, and the defense is maybe even better. Um, I'm not sure this one is very close. I can't wait to figure out who you're picking. Iowa. It's going to be a shock. (laughs) I, I don't have anything else to say. It's either going to be a blowout or, you know, defense comes up strong. I, I mean, Iowa, Iowa does have one of the best defenses in the country. I'll give mm-hmm. them that. Um, so it very well could be a game that ends up being, you know, 24-17 or something like that. I just don't necessarily see it. Do you have anything else to add? Okay. Uh, moving on. Let's Let's go to a game that I also don't, I'm not sure how to feel. Ole Miss at Alabama. Um, J- again, Jalen Milrow. Jalen Mil- Yeah, we won't, we, we won't. Well, I mean, all the games at this point are pick'em games. We just, we're not going to give a pick. Um, uh, Alabama going back to Jalen Milrow at starting quarterback. 
but Ole Miss has looked really, really good all year. And you know what? I, I'm a big Jackson Dart hater. I, I always have been. I always will. Jackson Dart's looked really good to start the year. Um, he has really impressed me with the way that he has played, especially against, uh, especially against that Tulane team. I thought he looked really good. I thought he played a really efficient game. Um, I, I think this is a game that feels kind of like the one with Chad Kelly going into Tuscaloosa, where it was very evenly matched and Ole Miss pulled out the win. Um, on the other end, does Alabama lose twice at Tuscaloosa? Two of, two of your biggest games at home, do you lose those? Mm. It's worth debating, and I, you'll you'll know where I lean later. I think it's going to be it's a lot closer than people realize because the gap has definitely closed. Um, I don't I don't really know how to think about this game. To me, it seems like a fifty fifty, and I think for Alabama's sake, it really depends. Can Jalen Milrow bounce back? against how he played in, in, in I mean he played good in the Texas game but just you know the receivers kind of you know stopped him and everything like that well Ole he Miss did have that bad interception yeah he did have that bad interception Ole Miss has looked good uh I I, I personally think this is going to be a good game and I think we're gonna see I think I think this this could be a bounce back game for Danny Milrow I I want to say that this is the CBS game hold on I'm, I'm checking want to say this is a CB. It is. It's the 330 CBS game. It's the big SEC CBS game. Um, I can't believe I'm doing this for Daniel, but I'm doing it for Daniel. Uh, number six, Ohio State at number nine, Notre Dame. Um, Daniel, you'll realize that we only had two games left. Okay. And I saved Colorado for last. <laughs> uh, Ohio State at Notre Dame. Here's the thing. Notre Dame loses this game. They're out of the playoff. 100%. Mm-hmm. I think Marcus Freeman knows that. I think Notre Dame fans know that. Here's the thing that I think gives Notre Dame a little bit more of an edge. You have a quarterback who is an adult in Sam Hartman, who is like a 40-year-old man compared to Kyle McCord, who's like Jack-Jack from The Incredibles. Like, I mean, he's he's a child. If you want to compare him to Sam Hartman, especially when it comes down to experience, right? I mean, right. Hartman is climbing up the record boards when it comes to touchdown passes. And not just, you know, at Notre Dame, I'm talking nationally. I'm pretty sure he's in the top 10 at this point in touchdown passes in a career. And could get up there all the way to rivaling, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Ryan Mallett's record from Arkansas. Um, it's either Ryan Mallett or um, Case Keenum. It's one of the two. The other One of them has the passing record, and the other one's got the touchdown record. And I can't remember who has which. I think it's Ryan Mallett uh, from Arkansas. But on the other side, I think Ohio State has – a top five defense in the country. And the thing that Ohio state has that Notre Dame doesn't have is a Marvin Harrison jr. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. And in Emeka Abuka, two of the best receivers in the country. I think running back wise, I think they're pretty even. Um, and look, I think the Notre Dame defense is very good. Um, I think what this comes down to is the decision making by the quarterbacks. Who makes the mistake and who makes it first and who makes it more often? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's where it's going to come down to for me. I think this is going to be a great game. Um, but if you're Notre Dame, there's more riding on this game for you than it is Ohio State. Because Ohio State still has the opportunity to beat Penn State and beat Michigan and win the Big Ten. If you're Notre Dame, yeah, you still have big games left. You've got the Duke game. You've got USC. You've got another big name coming into town. You don't get a conference championship. So you get a head-to-head loss against Ohio State, who's a conference champion, and you are not. And I think that hurts your chances. I think this is a bigger game for Notre Dame than it is Ohio State. This is a 50-50 game. I've literally – I went back and forth in my pick and I'll reveal afterwards. But I've never, I haven't struggled with a pick like this all year. It's going to be so good. Uh, this is a bigger game for Notre Dame than it is Ohio State because they have to win this game. Ohio State can lose and still make the playoffs. I would argue that it's a big game for both teams. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's, a, it, it's definitely a big game for both, but again, I'm the, it's a little bit bigger for Notre Dame. The no, fact no, no, I that, get that. I, I think the fact that again, Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference, so they don't get that conference champion title, is what kills them. If you're going to say, yes, Ohio State beat Notre Dame, but lost to maybe say a Penn State. But Michigan beats Penn State, and then Ohio State beats Michigan. And then they get to go to the Big Ten Championship, and then they win that. That's where I think it gets to be iffy, because if you lose any of if, if you're Notre Dame and you lose any of these games, it's just, it's, it's like the conversation we had earlier, where, you know, you, do you have a one-loss Notre Dame or a one-loss Florida State team who's an ACC champion? That's where the conversation comes in. That's what makes this a bigger game for Notre Dame to me. That being said, I this this game is going to be fantastic. It is going to be great. I'm really excited to see how Ohio State's defense fares up against a, a tough opponent in Notre Dame. Notre Dame's no slouch. You know, mm-hmm. Sam Hartman has done amazing things to this program in the short time that he's been there. Um to, I think I think this is going to be this is definitely a game to watch for me at least. <laughs> All right. Well, we timed this perfectly. There's ten minutes left, so we actually have the timer. Daniel, I'm going to let you go first because you're going to be the only person that probably has more positive positives than negatives. So I'm going to let you go first. Uh, for number 19, Colorado, at number 10, Oregon. I'm not going to put you on a clock, but just know there's going to be about 9 minutes and 15 seconds left in this call when I stop, and Max and I still have to talk. Yeah. The floor is yours. Um, you know, 
the resiliency in the Colorado Buffaloes last week was just it was incredible. Shadur Sanders um, com- continues to prove he's a Heisman candidate. Down by a touchdown, needs 98 yards. Boom, boom, boom. So dominant that Deion Sanders, when Colorado won the toss, said we want the ball first. Nobody ever says that. And every time they always say we want the first, we see what we need. No, they say we want the ball. Uh, never had hesitation. Did they look? Did they look their best against uh, Colorado State? Absolutely not. Nobody would stand here and say that. It, it should have been a blowout. Uh, a lot of emotion was riding on this game. I thought um, the one critic I'll give to both coaches is I don't think they had their players disciplined enough. There was way too many flags. Way, way, way too chippy. And I think both coaches missed an opportunity to take control of that game in the first half. And instead, they kind of let it play because it's a rivalry. And we saw what that resulted in Travis Hunter now missing multiple weeks. Um, but uh, the resilience, I mean, for a while, even I thought Colorado might lose this game. And I'm going to have to face these two, you know, these my two best friends. And not have anything to say but you know Colorado just proved the resiliency we've seen all three weeks a different story with Colorado football week one great offense bad defense bad defense or no good defense bad offense still won week three really just didn't play your best football down by 11 in the fourth quarter, still find a way to win. They find ways to win every week. And that's the difference between a good team and a great team. This is why Colorado is turning into a great team before our very eyes. I'm used Max, to two I'm, minutes. I'll stop there two minutes. No, you're good. If, <laughs> if you're done, I'm going to give it to Max. I mean, if you're looking at Colorado, I think there's a lot of hype around this team. There's a lot of problems with this team. You should not go to double overtime against Colorado State. I get it's a rivalry game. I get that. But you are the better team than Colorado State ever is. And that showed in your win against TCU that you are offensively, you should be better than Colorado State. Yeah, you still had to go double overtime. You're going into Eugene to face a very good Oregon team and Bo Nix, who, in my opinion, and this is going to sound brash, is going to decimate that defense. He, I, I can't see this game being close. In my football IQ opinion, I can't see it being close and it sucks to see – maybe it's a good thing for Dion to get, to get the game like this out of the way. Maybe it prepares you for USC. But I, I, think, I, think, I think Colorado gets spanked in this game. I really do. I can't sit here and say that I wasn't praying for Colorado State to win that game. And I, I won't sit here and say that in the third quarter I was sitting there going, oh, my God, they're going to win this game. Um, And they didn't. And you know what? Congrats to Colorado 
for um for for pulling that out. I mean, yeah, it's that's a it's a quality win. If that game wasn't a 24 point spread, you were supposed to beat that team by three and a half touchdowns. And they took you to double overtime running the same fucking play over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I can keep going because that's how many times Colorado State ran a shallow cross that was completed for them to march down the field. That's a great play. That you should have been able to stop past the second quarter when you realize, oh, hey, they're running the same play every other down. They couldn't really run the ball. I mean, yeah, Colorado played some really good run defense. So you're telling me you can't stop a shallow cross every play? And you march down the field? Let me tell you. You let Caleb Williams run the same play over and over again, you're losing by 60. You let Oregon run the same play over and over again, you're losing by 50. I I want to root. I, I wished I could root for Colorado. I wished I could. But I can't. And it's... It, I'd say 50% of it because I... Daniel Daniel does something when he gets behind a team <laughs> and is so obnoxious about it that he makes you hate them. Um, and I say that you in the same nice, thing though. No, but in a joking way. You mean no? It. Like I want to like Jason Tatum, and sometimes you can you can make me root against Jason Tatum. Cause I'll send you like a poll about other players and be like, no, Jason Tatum. <laughs> I'm like, you do the and same 90, thing. Ninety percent of the time, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> oh, infuriating. You were you were serious <laughs> when it comes to this, and it has made me honestly hate Colorado. And not even it's not even you. I'm tired of giving a team flowers they don't deserve, and it's not just you. It's all of sports media. It's everybody. Everything I look at is Colorado. Colorado. That's the genius of Deion Sanders. Like it is. When Deion gives a pitch to recruiters, here's the thing: no other team can say, "Hey, Little Wayne's going to run out with us in the tunnel. The Rock's going to be in the locker room with us." There are, and and here's the other thing: neither of those two people gave a shit about Colorado five months ago. They didn't give a shit about Colorado three months ago. And you want to get my other gripe? Keep the fans in the fucking stands. You want to rush the field when you went to double overtime against the team that you were 24-point favorites against? Robert. Get the fuck out of here. That's atrocious. You were a top 25 team. I don't give a shit what you did last year or what you didn't do last year. You're a top 25 team. Act like you've been there before. But they've don't already rush the damn the field. Don't rush predicted. That doesn't mean you get to rush the field for a game, a double overtime game against a team you should have boat raced. You don't get to do that. But it's all right. They won't be doing that in the next two weeks. Because they'll be wondering, oh, what happened? I thought we were good. What happened? 
They're not. They're not the team that the media is painting them up to be. They haven't played anybody. And the team that they just played almost wins after running the same play. The entire game. We'll talk about this game a little bit more later. In just a little bit, because I just flipped the notebook over and I'm looking at looking at Pickham's scores. And it's pretty exciting for at least one of us. So, fellas, it was great talking college football till the end. It was great mm-hmm. talking college football. Max, I'm going to ask you this question because it's time for picks. And for the first time in DCP podcast Pick'em history, and, you know, Pick'em history for that for that matter. Um, for two weeks in a row, you were in first place. And not only are you in first place, you were beating me by one and Daniel by three. Yeah. Max, currently you have 28, I have 27, and Daniel has 25. So, Max, I- how do you feel? Help. I'm scared. <laughs> this is not where I should be. <laughs> I've never been in the last because I've always had Max the barrel. (laughs) Yeah, Daniel, you've never been not only in last, but I don't think you've been this far out of first place before. Well, I mean, you have because I think last year, what, I had like a seven or eight game lead. That's true, yeah. Or something Mm -hmm. like that that I choked away because I tried to On year one, we tied, I had like a 10 game lead. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so Max is going to build up a huge lead. And he's just going to keep it. No, now, Max, here's, here's the thing. You right now are in the position to go coast to coast. You might never give this lead up. I think that'd be impossible. <laughs> I think we'd have to quit Pickums at that point. I think if yeah. Max goes coast to coast, I think we have to figure out a new thing. Yeah, we got to figure it out because that, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> we'll call it Maxims. We'll call- Maxims. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to stop that right there. No, we will not do that. Children are listening, Daniel. <laughs> he didn't recognize it until I said that. Can't take you guys anywhere. <laughs> All right, it's time for picks. Picks time. Uh, the Thursday night game, since we are recording prior to that, is the New York Giants at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, anybody taking the Giants? Nope. nope. No. All right. Good job, guys. We did. <laughs> <laughs> we made. We got the toughest pick out of the way. Yeah. Um, there were a couple of tough picks in this one, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, especially the later on we get. Uh, that's not the tab I meant to open. Hold on. How could you? I know. Uh, Tennessee at Cleveland. Uh, so for me, I thought this was an this was one of the tougher picks because, you know, I think the Browns are going to be in for a rude awakening. Well, not a rude awakening. I think they know what life without Nick Chubb kind of looks like. Um, you know, it's now kind of make or break for Deshaun. You know, this team now relies on you because you are the guy. Uh, it's no longer Nick Chubb. It's it's you, buddy, and you've got to perform or we're going to lose. Um, on the other side, I, I, I think Tennessee's defense looks much better than the offense. 
for that reason, I'm going to go Cleveland. I don't necessarily feel good about it, but I'm going to pick Cleveland. I'm also picking Cleveland. Um, I still think Deshaun Watson is going to maybe not get back to form like he was, but I think he's going to continue to get better. And so I've I've got Cleveland. I'm not a big fan of this Tennessee team. Let me just say that the Monday night performance was shocking in the way that to lose Nick Chubb like that um, hurt more than words can describe. To lose that game in the way that we did, considering that it was two different players. Listen, Deshaun did not look good. We know that. He overthrew. He, the passes he made were out of bounds. That were good catches by Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper. Um, Jedrick Wills needs to step it up or get cut at this point. I'm tired of this man. Um, Harrison Bryant, the third best tight end on our team. It, it, it was rough. Let me question, just say it who, was question. Who's the second? Uh, there's some other dude but besides Nijoku. I don't remember okay. his name. I don't okay. remember his name. I'm okay, continue. I'm sorry. I just I I was curious. No, you're good. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna take Cleveland in this. I think it's gonna be a struggle. Uh, my only hope is that Deshaun can figure it out, get let that offense start clicking in the way that it needs to be. I, I want them to feel that way that Cleveland felt in that first like Cavs run, the one that they won and came back, you know, when we were calling them like Believeland or mm. whatever. Like I want Believeland to come back. Um, yeah, well, I'm not talking about LeBron here. I'm talking about the Browns. Anyway. Last time I the was the Bakers. We can talk about that. I'd rather not. Um <laughs> All right, moving on. A team that's surprisingly 2-0, the Atlanta Falcons traveled to Detroit. Um, I really like this Falcons team. I really do. And I, I think I said in the in the S F N F C E or in the NF I just had a stroke. Uh in the <laughs> NFC South preview that I, I think that the Falcons are a team that could legitimately win this division. I think they're that good. And then, you know, having Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier, I think those are both great pieces. Uh, Drake London and Kyle Pitts, when Arthur Smith decides to utilize them, uh, great players. Uh, the defense looks revamped and very good, and I'm glad to see that in Atlanta. Again, like I said, this all comes down to the performance of, of Desmond Ritter, and he looked good enough in the game last week against Green Bay to get the win. On the other end of that, Jared Goff and the Lions played a hell of a game against Seattle. I mean, that was probably one of the best games of the week last week. And to be completely honest, a game that they probably shouldn't have lost if you get that holding call on the touchdown play that Seattle walked it off with. That was an obvious hold that didn't get called. Um for the purposes of thinking that I, I think that Detroit is a better team, I'm picking Detroit, but I like this Atlanta team for the future. But I'm going with Detroit. Yeah, I really love this Detroit team. I mean, obviously, we know they're my Super Bowl pick. Um, 
I forgot uh, about that until you just said that. Yeah, um, you know, Dan Campbell, I love that man. I mean, he he like he coaches a team like we all play Madden. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I'm here like and honestly I'm surprised Max is an Alliance fan because Dan Campbell is literally a coach's version of Max. He lives for chaos. So give me this. He really does. I'm from the Cleveland area. <laughs> um, you know, I like Detroit. I like what they're doing there. Do I'm going to take the Falcons in this one. I am. I think that from what we've seen in the past couple of weeks, I know the head coach, I don't like Arthur Smith, but I think Bijan is going to run over this Detroit team. Detroit's defense, I do like, but something about this Falcons team just shows me that they're probably going to win by a field goal. And I like, yo, I, and I like who as the kicker. <laughs> Jared Goff went from a placeholder to like, people said, maybe he might be out of the NFL next, next year to now being like the Lions guy, which I love. I think it's going to be a very high scoring game. I'm going to take the Falcons. I would just like to say, um, this is only the second time that Max has disagreed with both of us and went a different way, and he got the pick right. That's all well, I'm going to say. When he said Falcons, I'm like, well, Falcons are winning. Yep, that's exactly what I thought the same thing. As soon as he said Falcons, I was like, damn it, we just lost that point. Last year, I rolled my eyes at Max. This time, I'm just, I'm just like, Max, what do you think? I honestly kind of want to be like Vincent and start copying Max's picks this year. Should I go first? Well, no, he goes last, so nobody can copy his picks. Because he's I last. Can, I can I can go second or first. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is the established order. This is the canonical order every time. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans and Green Bay. Uh, look, I think this New Orleans team is 2-0, and and they have played two of the most ugly games that have resulted in wins for you that you could ever play. Um. On the other hand, I think Green Bay played a very good game against Chicago and played three really good quarters against Atlanta and then just totally stopped playing. I mean, they had seven yards of offense in the in the fourth quarter. Um, I think at home in Jordan Love's first home start, because remember, this is only his fourth start ever, and all three of them have been on the road so far. You know, at Kansas City last year, and then the two away this year at Chicago, at Atlanta. I think Jordan Love gets his first home win this week. I'm going with the Packers. I'm also going with the Packers. I was very tough on Jordan Love being season, so I will offer my apologies. I don't, I don't know if he'll be great, like, in his career, but he's definitely not a bust, so I will offer my apologies to Jordan Love. Uh, I got the Packers. I'm not really sold in the Saints team. The Saints – are an interesting team in that I like Derek Carr, but they're a messy team. Um, I don't think that they're going to be able to get it done at home at Lambeau against the Packers. Um, I think the Packers play play a pretty solid game, but it's football. <laughs> so are you taking the Packers? Yeah, yeah, no, I'm taking okay. The I just wanted yeah. to make sure. I just want to make sure we got the pick right. Yeah, no, yeah. I just I just wanted to make sure that that we were we were correct. Um, all right. Uh, Owen to Denver at two and oh, Miami. This was the easiest pick for me. I'm going Miami. Miami. I'm going to take Miami. Well, Daniel, we're getting next pulse for sales. Oh my gosh. We have chaos. <laughs> uh, 
a very tough game, one that I struggled with. Uh, Chargers at Vikings. Uh, I said this before. I think the Chargers defense is, or not the Chargers defense. Um, I think the Vikings offense is atrocious. Or defense, not offense. Vikings defense is atrocious. Um, And I said that before the season. I'll say this now during the season. The Chargers defense is worse. And for that reason alone, showing, knowing what Tyreek Hill did to them, Justin Jefferson might have 300 yards this week. I'm going Minnesota at home. I am going with the Chargers. I think, however, if Minnesota wins this game, Staley gets fired. He doesn't even, doesn't even make it to Monday. You know, I think I like the Minnesota offense in that Kirk Cousins is actually a pretty good I think he's a pretty good quarterback in my opinion. I uh, just can't get it really done in prime time. Um, you know, you, they acquired Cam Akers, uh, him and Alexander uh, uh, and Mattinson. I think, you know, they're not, they're not the best backs in the NFL, but yeah, I think they'll be able to do something in this game. Uh, listen, Justin, Justin Herbert's going to do what he can to keep the Chargers in this game. But I think Kirk Cousins is going to do enough to get the Vikings' first win. Give me Minnesota at home. Dang, I had another pick'em stat. If you'd have gone the other way, that's okay. What was it's the pick'em okay. stat? <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now. Oh, okay. It doesn't I apply. Change. I can no, change no, my pick. No, 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 no. I want you to do what you want to do. I can change my pick. It's no, no, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> if if you want Minnesota, take Minnesota. It's fine. Okay. Um. He's going to steal eventually. We all know it. Yeah, Daniel will start getting his steals eventually. It'll be fine. Uh, Patriots-Jets in a game that... Here's the deal. Uh, The Jets can't beat New England. They haven't in like... What was it? Almost 10 years? Something like that? It's been a long time. It's been been a very long time. Um... I think the Patriots defense is going to be a bit more non-injured, if I'm correct. I haven't checked the injury report, but um, I don't think that this Jets defense has looked as good as we all thought they were going to. Um, And obviously, when Zach Wilson is the starting quarterback for the other team, you have a much larger advantage than you normally would. Um, I'm going New England just because, again, the Jets can't beat New England. Um, and I, if, if I had to pit, well, no, I don't even know if they're the best 0 and 2 team. I think they're probably maybe top three 0 and 2 teams. But, you know, I think offensively, I, I like what I've seen out of Mac this year, but I don't think the offense has really helped him. I think having Bill O'Brien as the OC has made him look maybe better than he has the entire time that he's been in the league. Um, But I just, again, the skill players are just not the greatest around him. Um, And they can't run the ball. Um, I have Ramondre Stevenson in fantasy and they can't run the ball. And that sucks for me because I'm 0-2. So, I'm going. I'm going New England, but I don't have a ton of conviction with either of these teams. I yeah, I'm not a fan of both teams. 
That's not really the Patriots. And Bill Belichick won't let his team go 0 3, so give me the Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots in this. I think just because the Jets are being led by Zach Wilson, I don't think they're going to be able to get it done. Not against the Patriots. All right. Uh, Buffalo at Washington. Uh, this was the only time that I have gone against everyone else, and I am also 1-0. See, I was able to use that stat anyway. Uh, I picked I picked Washington last week to beat to beat Denver, uh, and and was correct in that. Um, I really like this Washington team. I think Sam Howell looks really really good. I think the offense is gelling. I think they look really good. The defense uh, makes stops when they need to. Look, it was pass interference on the two point conversion. We all know that, and they didn't call it. It, it is what it is. You know, in the NFL and college, you've just got to go with it. Um. On the other side, Buffalo didn't look great week one, but damn, did they look good last week. Uh, over 450 yards of total offense. Uh, Josh Allen looked really good throwing the ball. It also helped they were playing the Raiders, who aren't good. Uh, I'm still going to take Buffalo, though. Um, I think this is going to be a big game against a good team, and they need to be able to win these games. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Buffalo. I think it's a big stage for Sam Howell, too. Uh, I think if Washington starts off three and zero, we have a real conver- a real conversation needs to be had about this team. But I'm going to go Buffalo. I need you to say that again because we didn't hear it. I can't stand both teams. Just give me Buffalo. Don't make me talk about it. Okay, there we go. Thank you. You know, this this is a game that I went back and forth with uh, just because of how good Washington is playing. However, I think that Buffalo has enough to get it done in this game, but I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Um, Is anybody taking the Texans over to Jacksonville? No. No. All right. Um, who's next? Uh, Colts Ravens. Um, I had to actually think about this one because Gardner Minshew is playing. Uh, and if there's anybody who is chaos that isn't Max, it's Gardner Minshew. Um, <laughs> the only reason I'm picking Baltimore is I'm just not sure that the Indianapolis offense is good against the teams that are also good. Um, I'm not saying that I think Baltimore is this amazing team, but they're better than the Colts. So I'm picking Baltimore. I'm also picking Baltimore, and I don't think it'll be close. I think that, that Ravens team's loaded. Yeah, I'm, take, I'm taking the Ravens. They're a good team this year. All right. Daniel, I'm so sorry. Seattle, Carolina. This isn't close. It's Seattle. Uh, uh, the Panthers are decimated right now. Shaq Thompson out for the season. Bryce Young won't play Sunday. Um, I'm wanting to steal a point. I'm going to take Carolina just because of Andy Dalton. You're taking Carolina. Bryce Young is better than Andy Dalton. 
I was I was uh, here's the I was set on Seattle until I heard Andy Dalton was starting. And if anybody, I want a veteran quarterback going to the twelfth man. I'm gonna take Carolina, and I'm 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 ninety percent sure I'm gonna regret this. You're uh, ninety. Yeah. That's it. Ninety five. I think it should be higher, but that's just me. Max, I'm taking I'm taking Seattle. Four, well, Daniel, that Daniel, that kind of seals it right there. He took Seattle. Well, I've already decided this is the last time picking Carolina, so I want to be able to publicly <laughs> this is my last time picking Carolina. So, um, I'm I'm literally writing this pick in for everybody. Uh, we're all picking Kansas City over Chicago. Uh, I'm kidding. Actually, no, I'm kidding. Kansas City. Uh, never. I, I might be writing this one down too. Uh, we're all taking Cowboys over Cardinals. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the schedule makers probably thought that this was a good uh, Sunday night game, but I think it's going to be crap. Uh, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas. I think Pittsburgh sucks a little less than Las Vegas, so I'm I'm picking Pittsburgh. That's my I'm reasoning. I'm picking Pittsburgh as well. I trust Mike Tommy. Max is gonna Max is gonna pick Las Vegas. I'm calling this that is, now. This is a battle of mid. I mean, if you're looking at it, the Pittsburgh defense is very good against a geriatric fucking offense that is the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't know. This is going to be a fucking. This could be a three nothing game. I don't fucking know who to take for this. This is terrible. Well, it doesn't matter, Max. Whoever you take, you know you're going to be right. Fuck you, Pittsburgh. Give me the Raiders. I knew it. I said he was going to do it. Did I not say he was going to do it? Well, Max is about to go up multiple points. This sucks. Why the fuck not? Pittsburgh sucks. You don't have a clinch before the playoffs. God, that Pittsburgh team is so fucking terrible. All right. I I hate this because Monday night's a curse, and now my team's playing in it. Uh, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay. Um... As much as I want to take Tampa, I'm not. I'm taking Philadelphia because I think there comes a point in time where Tampa's finally going to come back to earth and realize, hey, remember, Anthony McAvoy of the DCP podcast said that we needed to lose so we can get Caleb Williams, and we're not doing well, that. for now because if you think the Cardinals are going to win two games, you're out of your mind. <laughs> they, hey, they might. They might. Who they knows? might. <laughs> they might. They almost beat the Giants. Just wait and get Shadur Sanders. Next the pass. Giants only came back because Brian Dable started calling plays. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think I think look, I think this Tampa team is better than expected. Um, and Ooh. I'm starting to become okay with that. Um I can't believe I'm getting ready to say this. Uh, Baker has looked serviceable. Baker has looked much better than I thought he would. Um, see, you you're not you don't like my Colorado hate, but see, I get to, I throw you bones every so often. <laughs> I mean, do I not keep you coming back? Yeah, you always do. See, it's you know, <laughs> just wait until I throw the sunglasses back on. Um. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take Philadelphia. Tampa has a big problem when they play on prime time usually. Um, so I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Philadelphia. 
Baker Mayfield looks spectacular. I'm taking it if Philly before we go into that, but Baker Mayfield has thrown three touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, Josh Allen has over 400% more interceptions than Baker Mayfield does this year. Um, maybe in a few weeks we'll be able to have that conversation again. But Baker Mayfield is looking very good and is leading this Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a 2-0 and start. I'm so proud of my man Baker Mayfield once again, just becoming a force to be reckoned with in the NFL. Good, good job, Baker Brady. Whoa, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I no, absolutely not. I will not allow that. No. Okay, I had two. I had two jokes I was gonna make, and I picked the, the nicer one. What was the not nicer one? I was. I'm so glad for Mike Evans last year. He has a good quarterback to throw him the ball. Wild. I wild asked take. for that. I can't even. I can't even, be, for you. Can't even you be upset. I asked yeah. him to do that. And then, do you want to know what the worst part is? I knew that's what it was going to be. Like I knew it was going to be a Mike <laughs> Evans joke, and I still let him do it. Like I asked for. Max, make your pick. I'm gonna take Philly. Um, while Tampa has looked pretty good, I do think that Philly's a better team. Uh, Cincinnati will play host to the Rams. Uh, the Rams have been the better team this year. That's for sure. Um, and for that reason, I'm picking Cincinnati because at some point it's going to click. And I think this is the week it clicks. I'm picking Cincinnati. We don't know Joe Burrow's going to play. And also Will Greer just signed to the Patriots, meaning Bengals have no QB two. Do in case Burrow can't go, huh? Adam Schefter just tweeted that out. Then they, I mean, the Bengals have to have a QB two. Practice squad, Jake Browning. Well, the 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 Washington Husky legend, Jake Browning. Mm-hmm. That's uh, on a depth chart. That's their QB two. I'm going the Bengals. I'm not a big fan of this Rams team. I mean, they're off to a good start, but I don't think it lasts at all. But man, Bengals got to got to get it together. I mean, you're they're in danger. This you you if you lose this game, full on panic mode. Oh, if you lose this game, I think the season's over. Yeah. Max did pick the Rams. You son I'm, of a bitch. I'm, I'm taking the Rams. Uh... I didn't think that they were going to be good. I did not. But they find ways to win. I mean, they only lost by seven to the Niners last week. This Bengals team has just not not looked good. I know it was a close game against the Ravens, but there's just something about this team that just isn't – they're just not clicking. And I think the Rams can get it done. It could be a shootout or it could be a blowout. At the end of the day, I think that the Rams Rams can get it done. No, I'm probably going to eat those words, but you know. Daniel, Daniel, here's the good thing for us. You and I, I don't think disagreed outside of one game, and that's because you were an idiot and picked Carolina. I'm kind of shocked. You and I didn't really disagree. Oh, you also picked the Chargers. But he also disagreed with both of us one, two times. 
three times. So I could be in the lead if I get all my picks right. I could be in the lead. And you could be right there with me. So we're not done yet. Also, we're saying all this. Fellas, we still got college picks to make. Still got some college picks. We still got some college picks. So let's get into it. Uh, First game, Ole Miss at Alabama. I'm going Ole Miss for the reason that I think Alabama can shut down the run game of Ole Miss with Quinshawn Judkins. And I think that Ole Miss can do the same with Alabama and their stable of running backs. I think this game comes down to who can play quarterback better. And I'm not sure that Jalen Milrow can beat Jackson Dart. I'm taking Ole Miss to walk into Alabama and yet again upset the tide in Tuscaloosa. I'm taking Alabama by like three points. I am going to take Ole Miss. I think that they're the better overall team and a Alabama team that just doesn't have it this year. Ohio State at Notre Dame. I went back and forth on this one a lot. I think this is probably the most I had to think about a pick since we've done this. Um... Sam Hartman has a tendency to not show up in big games. And this right now is the biggest game on Notre Dame's schedule. I'm taking the Buckeyes to beat Notre Dame. I also went back and forth, one of the hardest picks I've made, um, and I took Notre Dame at home. I'm going to take the Buckeyes in this one. I think that they have have uh, just a little bit more talent than Notre Dame does. Penn State, Iowa. I've got Penn State by 30. Penn State. Yeah, I'm taking Penn State. I lost my line, so I started to write somewhere else. Hold on. All right. Colorado, Oregon. I'm taking Oregon. To no one's surprise. I'm taking Oregon. I'm taking Oregon. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're lucky. You're lucky that we only we don't have a ton of time. <laughs> I, I was planning to play take Colorado until Travis Hunter's out. We're, we're without a number one wide receiver and number one corner. What do you expect? Sounds like you don't believe. That's all I'm saying. I think it'd be close. Oregon by seven. Sounds like sounds like you don't believe. That's all I'm saying. Hey. Sounds like you don't believe. That's wild. It's all right. That's wild. Wild behavior. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> I'm telling Dion. Please do. I'm telling Dion that you said, I, and I quote, you suck. That's Logan, that's essentially what you just get, said. If that's I what get you said. About Dion Sanders, it'll be the happiest day of my life. <laughs> Till he tells you, no, I don't I don't need you. And then he puts the sunglasses on, doesn't want anything to do with oh, you. Oh man, Dion's like Dion is like no, no, I can't say that on this. Don't do that. Uh Utah UCLA. Here's my problem. I want to change my pick, and I don't want to change it at the same time. <laughs> I'm going to take Utah at home. I'm taking whether Utah. that was whether that was my original pick or not, you'll never know. 
Fellas, we're going with four different. I'm taking UCLA. God damn it. Uh, I just, I, I like this UCLA team. I don't, people aren't talking about them enough. I think that they're really good. And I think they could do have the chance to be Utah, but it's going to be a close game. That makes me wish I'd changed my pick. Anyway, uh, Max, you got to break this one down for us, man. All right. D2 football game, baby girl. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. This is a fun one in that it should be better than it actually is. You got the University of West Georgia Wolves going to the University of West Florida Argonauts, number seven team in the country. Seven, not 17. Just wanted to get that out there. This game should be better than it is. But West Georgia isn't the team that they used to be. I'm taking West Florida in this one. They're going down to Pensacola. <laughs> Daniel? I'm going West Florida. If there's one thing that I don't do, I don't take any team from Georgia when matched up against a team from Florida. Give me the Args, baby. <laughs> Give me the ARGs. We don't, you know, the second largest world's world's second largest outdoor cocktail party. They're going to go down. Where are they at today? Where, where are they at, Max? They're going Pensacola. Pensacola. Pensacola is going to be the home of this world's second largest outdoor cocktail party. And you know what? The Argonauts are going to show up because they got a job to do. Them Floridians don't lose to Georgians. They're better than that. <laughs> and you know what? West Florida, they're going to kick off a little, you know, little renaissance. Because you know what? West Florida will take home the world's second largest outdoor cocktail party. And then four weeks from now, Florida will do the same thing. In Jacksonville. <laughs> Anthony with the sunglasses is a different breed. He's different, yeah. <laughs> I feel different, baby. West Florida. You know what? I'm a West Florida fan now, too. You know what? Give me all the directional Florida schools. North Florida. Actually, not South Florida. Those guys suck. East Florida. I don't know. See, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Florida, baby. Florida, baby. <laughs> Florida. Who thought West Florida would bring this out of me? Fellas, let me just say. Four times. I would against y'all. If I yeah. win all four of them. We're done. Game's over. We're done. We're not doing pickups anymore if you get all four. You're in trouble. We're, we're not. Okay. Max with the sunglasses makes me feel some type of way. Um, Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> see, see the party you could join if you had gotten your package, Daniel? Yeah, Daniel. Jeez. Get the program. He's you better so get jealous. that package. You He's better so get that package. He can't even speak. <laughs> I better get a picture of you oh, in the shades, running. brother. <laughs> Dude, these oh, wedding picks, will. <laughs> these wedding picks with all of us in the sunglasses are about to go hard. Gonna be great. You already know. Time. It's gonna be like all of our profile. It's gonna be all of our profile pictures. <laughs> I think honestly, we changed the logo to the DCP podcast. We just get a picture of the three well, of us we have to. in yeah. the suits, in the suits with the shades, in, in the shades, and that becomes the 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 uh, the, logo the logo for yeah. for yes. the for the podcast. We're, we're, we're gonna rebrand. <laughs> 
we rebrand to dudes in suits and sunglasses. Suits. <laughs> oh my god, no, we just rebrand the podcast to suits and sunnies. <laughs> suits and, suits and sunnies. Anthony, <laughs> sorry, Anthony the boomer. <laughs> Yelling at clouds. <laughs> Yelling at clouds. I think I may have a cane in our in our picture. There you go. Because why not? Why not? Why not? Fellas, this was a, this was a ton of fun. I'm so glad one. that uh, you know what sunglasses are staying on. I'm uh I'm glad we've been able to do this every week so far. Uh, I I I think you know I think we can all speak for maybe everybody and even the listeners. You know, the the two episodes a week was a lot. Uh, yeah. but, but, but man, this, this, this one episode a week schedule has been a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. it's allowed us to talk more college football, uh, not as much NFL, but I think a good enough balance as of right now. And, you know, obviously that could change <laughs> Daniel's new segment, Daniel's two minute drive. There you, we, go. you know, we've got that now. All right, man. You know, the sky's the limit for us. Max could essentially end pickums this week. Who knows? All um, the, all, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get hate mail because all the ladies found out i'm you know taken yeah, yeah, we, yeah we, no, we learned a lot crazy. this week but you know i'm glad that we're doing it and i'm glad it's gonna keep going from all of us here at the dcp podcast we hope you've had as much fun as we have we'll see you next time mm-hmm.